Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. Oh my goodness, I loved this chat so much with Tara Smithson from Simply Made Eats. She is so fun. I think she's going to be my new best friend. We had such a good chat about seeing food blogging as a long haul and not getting discouraged and disappointed when you're not making money within a couple of months or even a couple of years. She takes us through six really great tips so that we keep going and we don't give up. And by the way, these tips are not just for new bloggers. These tips really hit home for me too as a 13-year-old blogger. So don't discount this episode if you are a more seasoned blogger. She talks through things like not getting caught up on setting crazy income goals that you don't meet and then find discouragement. Worry less about viral content. That viral content can actually hurt you because it can actually cause you to focus on the wrong things or the wrong niche or the wrong people. Don't expect people to understand what you're doing. I loved this point that she made. We hold the visions for our businesses and our dreams and nobody else does. Even spouses, partners, best friends may not understand what we're doing, why we're doing this job and putting in all of the work. And that's okay. They don't need to understand. The only thing that matters is that we get it. We see our visions and keep working toward our dreams. There's so much more in this episode. You guys are going to love this one so much. I asked Tara to come back for a part two because I know this is going to be a very popular one. It is episode number 440. And of course, it is sponsored by Rank IQ. Food bloggers, are you wanting to tap into additional revenue and improve your site experience for users? Chicory might be a great solution for you. Chicory is a leading monetization platform for food bloggers, enabling you to integrate highly relevant, shoppable ads into your recipe content and earn revenue from top CPG brands. Chicory's hyper-contextual ads and shoppable technology will help you improve your site experience and engagement, allowing your readers to go from inspiration to checkout in just a few clicks. Enjoy easy installation and ongoing access to the Chicory team at zero cost to you. Chicory makes it easy to track your earnings, optimize your blog content using recipe insights, and connect with its team. Plus, with integrations with leading ad networks such as Mediavine and 60-plus retailers, Chicory makes it so simple to get started earning revenue today. Head to eblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click the Chicory link to get started. Scroll down to the Chicory logo, click the button that says learn more about Chicory, or you can go to chicory.co slash food bloggers to learn more and sign up. That's chicory.co slash food bloggers. Tara Smithson enjoys creating quick and easy recipes for busy people who love the flavor but lack time. Tara's intention is to make less intimidation in the kitchen through easy recipes that will begin to help people get inspired to cook delicious food. Tara, hello. How are you today? Hi, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Good, good. So excited to 
It's awesome to be here. I know. Excited to chat with you this morning. It's a great way to start my day. We're going to talk about six tips that you wish you would have known before you started blogging. But before we get into that, I would love to hear if you have a fun fact to share. Yeah. So we actually live, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we live on Lake Norman. And when I'm not blogging, I really enjoy wake surfing. That's like my my second hobby. So it's actually funny. We bought a, a wakeboard boat, like an, a used one during COVID, which was perfect because there wasn't really anything else to do. So we spent a ton of time on the boat, but we figured that our girls would want to do all the sports and it, they really haven't. It's just been like me and my husband and we're, <laughs> we're like totally into it. So <laughs> oh my gosh. that's definitely where I spend a lot of my time if I'm not on the computer or food blogging. Okay. I love you even more. I love this so much because my husband and I are like really adventurous and we love doing things outside and things like that. And we thought our boys too would just naturally like, you know, do the same, want to do the same things and they don't. And it's been a little bit of a mindset adjustment. Like, okay, well, we're still going to do these things. So we, we too like go out on the boat and my husband has a friend who lives on a lake and he has a wake surfing boat. So he goes wake surfing all the time. And that's so fun. I know I like it. And I'm like 35. So I feel like it's like a good sport for like mm. older people. Not like I'm old, but <laughs> I just like versus like wakeboarding, like at high speeds. I'm like, I can just like basically sink in the water when I'm ready to be done. Yeah. So I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> that's so awesome. And then we also talked before recording that my dad lives in Charlotte. So I might just be like creeping by your house next time. Or I would love that. All right. Well, you are here to talk about things you've learned in your blogging journey. I know it hasn't been a super long blogging journey yet, but so far you're already seeing that it's like a long haul. You need to invest your time, your mindset, your energy into just knowing that it's going to be a long game. And you have some tips that you are going to take us through. But first, tell us a little bit about your blog. Yeah. So my blog is simplymadeeats.com. And I basically specialize in quick and easy recipes. I like to pack the recipes full of flavor, but make them, you know, quick, easy. If I can use, you know, just a Dutch oven instead of a million dishes, I'll do that. But I just started. So I started in kind of like in the middle of COVID. Um, It was like September, 2021. So my blog will be two years old this September. I was working in, in mortgage during COVID. It's just kind of a crazy story, but I was all over the place before that. But I basically decided that like I was going to pick a job that actually made me happy. And my husband kept telling me to about all these Instagram reels. And how I actually started was I was doing these silly reel, reels, like acting like I was like Kim Kardashian's voice and doing all these, <laughs> silly, all these silly reels. And then after like a couple weeks, I'm like, the only thing I can think about is like food recipes. Like I'm like, I just can't think of anything else to do. So I started making like just recipes that I made at home all the time. I think my first one was like bruschetta or something, you know, it just kind of like went from there. And that was like in, that was probably a few months before this blog actually started. And then I kind of just like fell into it and was like, oh, people are actually making money doing this. So, and I thought that I would definitely be making money earlier on, but I've found that that just wasn't the case. I think like the route that I went to, like the most important thing for me right now, or really the whole time was to get the blog monetized, which I know a lot of people, that's how they feel too. And then also I really like long form content, which is funny because I started on Instagram reels, but I really like YouTube. So I kind of picked like the longest haul I feel like to make money. 
So that's kind of like where I am now is I'm still like on this journey to get monetized. So I'm definitely getting really close, but it's taken a lot longer than I thought. And I've learned a lot along the way. So I'm excited to share all those tips with you. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think that a lot of food bloggers, you've kind of alluded to this, get into it and they just think that the monetization is going to come a lot more quickly than it does. And then it is a frustration, right? And honest, like a lot of people give up because it seems like a great idea, like, oh, cooking and working from home and it's going to be all peaches and roses and I'm going to get monetized within a few months and then it doesn't happen. And then it's really discouraging. It's so much work too. Like nobody really understands until they actually start doing it. Like how much, like just even one recipe, like how much time goes into that, especially if you're making like a YouTube video with it and having to edit it and the photography and just all the things you just don't realize, I guess, when you get started and you know, you have to really love it to stay in it for sure. You do. It's like one of those things, like if you knew everything that you were about to do, you probably wouldn't do it. You wouldn't get started because there's so much going on. Yes, for sure. Not to discourage anyone, but I mean, that's the truth of it. Like it's a it's a really complex job, especially if you want to dig into all the things, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. so we're really excited to hear your tips. So take us through the first one you have. Okay, so my first one is to not set crazy income goals. You know, I'm like a very goal oriented person. And when I first started listening to all these podcasts, you know, you have like these women saying like, oh, I made $40,000 my first year. And you know, it's like inspiring, but it can also be discouraging when you're working your butt off every single day, and it's just not happening. And I think that people have to remember that, like, especially if you're looking for monetization of the blog, like, Google, you have to earn the authority with Google, right? Like that comes through, you know, a million things. But I think it just, you have to realize that it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that you also have to think about like success, like, isn't necessarily just measured in money. For me, it was, I was making money at my other job and that was making me incredibly unhappy. And I think that success has to be measured in, you know, finding something that you love and inspires you too. However, I do think that there's a lot of like other ways to make money. Like I mentioned that my main focus, so my main focus has been to monetize the blog and then to get, you know, monetization on YouTube too. But I think that depending on like your situation. So for me, like we have a plumbing business and that provides most of the income for our family. So I've been really fortunate for that. But I think in, if you're in the first few years and you need to, you know, make money doing this, maybe look into other things like, you know, brand deals or food photography or like writing for other blogs. I didn't really focus on any of this, but I definitely think that you can, if you, if you need to, you could definitely lean into that. Yeah, definitely. Some side projects while you're working on the ads. And then I didn't ask you yet. Do you have ads on your site? No. Okay. So you're working toward that. Yeah. So I'm still around like 20,000 sessions. So I'm just keep on plugging away, trying to get close to you're yes, you're getting closer every day. Yeah. Believe that. <laughs> you are. Okay, so I totally agree with this one. I I think it can be really unhealthy to set income goals and then not reach them and then you're just discouraged about not reaching them and then that can send you into a spiral of just you know, like scarcity thinking and all of the bad things. So, mm-hmm. how do you recommend going around that because I know like everyone tells you like set income goals, have those goals at the top, like on your vision board. 
can you set the goals and then work toward them in different ways? Like you mentioned your plumbing business and your, you know, maybe brand work or something like that. Or do you think that we shouldn't at all like have, have those goals? I think, so I think that it's okay to set goals. So like the first year, like I, I have to set goals because I'm just like that. So like if it's the beginning of the year, like I need to have a list of things that I'm going to work towards, but I'll be honest with you, like the first year, like I didn't meet any of my goals and it was super discouraging, especially because I literally probably worked like 40 hours a week on this, like the whole entire first year. Like I went into the gate like hard, like I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I haven't really stopped since. So it's not like I took off, you know, several weeks, but I do think that it's important to set goals, but you also just need to be real realistic. And if you have another job that you're working at right now, then then try and start this part time, like try and build that you know, authority up over time. Just don't, I do not suggest quitting your job and going into it. Like if you don't have any other income coming in and, you know, maybe if you like food photography, I know like a lot of, I wish I would have leaned into that a little bit more. I think that would have been healthy, like in the beginning, because you can work with brands and not have a big following and they'll still pay you for food photography. Yeah. So I think that's a really good option. And it seems like a lot of food bloggers right now are going that route a lot of food bloggers even do food photography for other bloggers. Like there's just, a, everybody's maxed out with their time. So if you can find like something like that to just get by, then, you know, go for it. Yeah. And writing too has come up lately too, because I think we're all getting burned out on writing. So we're like, oh, please, somebody yes. come in and swoop in and please write for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have like the hardest time getting motivated to write a blog post. And uh, then once I start writing it, I'm like, this is not bad. Why am I doing, why am I so apprehensive about writing it? It's like, I think it just is that because it's like so repetitive every single time with, I you know, know, you have your your structure. It's just like, okay. It is. And this is a, like, not just new blood. Like it's across the board. Everyone I yeah. feel like just gets burned out on that process. We were just talking about that on our mastermind call yesterday. We're like, how do we go about writing a blog post? So it's not so tedious and boring and just like, Oh, dreadful. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> yes, just get a just cup of coffee and then just do it. Like that, isn't that book like it's called like Eat the Frog? Eat the frog. Like do what yes, you don't yes. want to do first. <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay, yeah. love that tip. What is your next tip? Yeah, so my next tip is this. I definitely did not do this, but focus on a few platforms or streams of income. Like I know the long term goal is to diversify our income, but that's like a long term goal. So I think like if you focus on everything right from the beginning, it's going to take you a lot longer to see any kind of movement that's what happened to me. So like I was on seriously every social platform, like TikTok, like my, my Gen Z sister-in-law kept telling me, you gotta be on this one. You gotta be on this one. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll do it all. And then it's like, you're everywhere, but you're not really seeing like the growth anywhere. So I think like, if you can really pick, like make a ranking order of what's most important to you and just like try and hang with those top two or three things, it's going to be a lot more manageable for you, especially over the first couple of years. You can always branch out later on, but it's just going to be a simpler process if you just focus on a couple things. I think this is a super smart lesson because it seems like if you're everywhere, that should work, but it's actually so not true. <laughs> the less you do, and the less platforms you really like maximize, the better you're going you're going to be, the better you're going to do. Yeah, I think so too. And like also like even if you blo- like if okay, for instance, like I had a couple videos go viral on TikTok 
And like, I was so excited. I would like wake up in the morning and I have like all these notifications (laughs) of all these new followers. And like, I'll post like one video now. Like I have like 30,000 followers on TikTok and I post a video and it gets like 200 views. Like it really hasn't done that much for me. Like it's just better if you just can stick with one platform and like really give it a lot. I think that's going to be the best thing, at least for the first two years. It's so hard to do this though. It's so tempting because you're just, yeah, you're persuaded by the platforms call you, to, they pull you in, but then also people are like, like you said, you're, I think your sister or sister-in-law or something. Yeah, my sister-in-law, yeah. yeah. She was like, you've got to be here. And you, we hear that all the time in our space. Yeah. Like, oh, why aren't you on this platform? You have to be there. You have to do Facebook. You have to. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, if I have to, then okay, I'm going to go do it. But you don't. We're giving you, Tara and I are giving you permission. You do not have to be everywhere. Even if it's a big platform, like Instagram, if it doesn't speak to you, forget it, right? Yeah. And sometimes you can get like discouraged on there too. Like I have pretty thick skin, but like sometimes the comments that come in on these things, I'm like, what in the world? Like, what is wrong yes. with people? <laughs> you know? But I think also you need to remember too, like, okay, for instance, like somebody who's been in it for five or 10 years, like they probably have a team and they're getting help with like putting this information on or putting this content on every platform. Like, when you're just one person, like for me, like I do every single thing. Like I don't do any, I don't have anybody helping me with anything. And it's just gets really, really tricky to get all that content out and then actually spend time at all the, in all the different places. Like I'm kind of in a stage right now where I'm not really consuming any content. I'm just creating things. But my first year, I definitely like consumed a lot to try and figure out trends and all that you know, which kind of moves into my next tip too. Let's hear it. So my next tip is to just worry less about posts going viral. I know it can be like really exciting and motivating when you have something go viral, but it also like, so I have, I've had a couple on TikTok, like I talked about and it's great, but like sometimes it gets like in your mind a little bit too. Like for instance, like my, the ones that went viral were like super simple recipes. Like one of them was like a three ingredient baking cream cheese roll type thing. And then the other one was like a five minute recipe. And that's not really like on brand for me at all. So when I, I think it like gets kind of confusing because you see these things that go viral and then you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe I should become a budget blogger now that only makes three ingredient (laughs) recipes. Like it kind of starts messing with your head a little bit. And like, obviously that could work, but like you have to stick to your brand, you know? And I feel like virality is like, a short like adrenaline rush and you gain a lot of superficial followers, you know, but Mm. what you really want over time is like that brand loyalty. And that's like what these, you know, the OGs of food blogging have gotten. Like if you actually get some perspective and look at how many posts they've had, like, and how they've had to earn that following, like it just gives you a lot of perspective. And, you know, it's not like this is not about overnight success at all, this job. Hello, my favorite people. Let's chat quick about some ways eBlogTalk can help you ditch the overwhelm, manage your time, feel connected, and prioritize that seemingly never-ending stream of tasks, platforms, and algorithm changes we're faced with. The eBlogTalk Mastermind Program is our signature offering and the best investment you will make in your blogging business. This is a transformative 12-month experience that will help you achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. Join the waitlist for 2024 groups. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to get in on that. 
if the mastermind program is on your dream board, but you aren't quite ready to make that investment in your business yet, the next perfect step for you might be the Eat Blog Talk Mini Minds. This six-month program is designed to help you achieve your goals and overcome any obstacles that may be holding you back so you can experience the freedoms you're yearning for. Join the waitlist for groups starting in Q4 of 2023 at eatblogtalk.com forward slash mini minds. And if you are ready to learn, grow, and build relationships in person, join me and a handful of your fellow food bloggers at an upcoming Eat Blog Talk retreat. This is a great opportunity to convene in an intimate setting to learn, collaborate, and connect. These retreats involve mastermind-style peer-to-peer collaboration and are incredibly powerful and fun experiences. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash retreat. To get information about all eblog talk services, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash services, eatblogtalk.com forward slash services. Now back to the episode. Brand loyalty takes time. Yes, for sure. And it's not what we want to hear because the viral stuff is so fun. Like you said, it's exciting and it gives you that rush. Like, ooh, thousands, if not millions of people just saw this piece of content that I created, but that is probably going to (laughs) fade quickly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, it's like you have to think about your, like, okay, everybody says to focus on the user, but you also have to think about what you want your brand to be and what you want to do. Like for me, like I would like to do this forever. Like I would like to never have another job and just this be my job forever. So like, I want to make sure that, you know, this fits my brand and I design the business that I want, you know, just cause like crockpot recipes are trending. If you hate making crockpot recipes, then don't start posting them, you know, just yeah. because they're going viral, yep. you know, it's not going to do much for you. Yeah. You're laying the groundwork for a solid business. You're building this structure and this is part of it. You, yeah, everything you're talking about today is part of that structure. Yeah. And I think like you have to kind of do like what you're, you have to pick something that you're passionate about, you know, and you also obviously need to look at SEO too. Like that's a really important piece of this puzzle. You don't want to just be like, I know like the first six months, I really just like, if I thought of something, I would just write a post on it. And like, that's not a great strategy either. So if you don't know about SEO, definitely, you know, make sure that you look at that too, because you don't want to waste your time writing a million posts that are never going to rank in Google. Yes. Yes. Amen. Okay. What is your next tip, Tara? I would say like, especially in year one, I would focus on learning the business. You know, food blogging has a lot of different aspects of it. So you have to learn a lot of it and you have to be open to learning, but you also need to implement at the same time. Even if you don't know how to write a blog post, you still need to write it because I think that there's so much information to take in that you can really like drown in it and you have to take action as well at the same time. Ooh, I love that. Yes. It's it's easy not to like to get caught up in the the learning and that part of it and to never actually do the things. Yeah. And if you get like overwhelmed by it, just because there's mm-hmm. there is so much information to learn. Like I just think if you don't start doing it. Like you need to write the posts, you need to post the reels or the whatever you want to do, like whatever platform you want to work towards, you have to do all the things rather than just, you know, saying, I'm just going to learn this for a year and then I'll start doing stuff because it's just not going to work out like that. But you also need to really like find the experts, I think, because I also think there's a lot of people in this industry that 
think that they know what they're talking about, but they really don't. <laughs> so it's like, you kind of have to weed that out too. If I had, if, if it were for me, like I didn't find food blogger pro for a long time. And I think that's a really good place to start if you're mm-hmm. just starting yes. out, just cause it kind of like, there's like with the forums and everything in there, you can kind of figure out who's good and who's yeah. not, you know, what to learn. Yeah. So I wish I would have found that earlier. Yeah, it is good to know those trusted sources. And you don't know at first because you don't even know who, like, who you're talking to is telling you the truth. Like, how do they know who the best experts are? You don't know what they're telling you. You don't, you know, you just don't know who is legit and who's speaking truths. And it's hard to kind of establish that. But then you do kind of figure out which groups, which places to go that are telling you trusted information. Yeah. And just like, be careful, like where you spend your money, because there's not in the beginning, if you're not making a lot of money, like you need to be really careful about where you're spending it. I know like one of the best things I've done this year is I had an SEO audit with Casey Marquis, which I was super scared of, by the way, because everybody was like acting like he was so brutal and honest and he was so nice and so helpful. And I just thought it was the best way I could ever spend my money. So that was awesome. Yeah. I also went to Tastemaker which oh, yeah. was good because I just, just like being around people that are food bloggers and like realizing this is actually a real thing was like really inspiring oh, for me. Isn't it? That's the best. Just being in that circle of people who do the same thing you do. It's a, such a weird job and just feeling connected in that way. Yeah, it is. And it can be lonely sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And I think that another thing that's really helped me with that I have kind of like an entrepreneurship type mentality. Like I, me and my husband have grown our business. So that's definitely been helpful, but also just listening to podcasts every week, like this one and also like food blogger pro and top hat rank. Like they just every week, if I just listen to them, like it just keeps me like going. And it's like that motivational fuel that I need to get me to the next week. Like, especially if I'm feeling down or, you know, like, you know, worried about where I'm going. It just, it's such a good thing to listen to, to just keep you on track. Thank God for podcasts because they're free and they're loaded with value, right? Oh my gosh. I know. I swear like the top hat rank one, like if I would have found that in the beginning, it would have saved me so much time and energy. Then I had to rewrite all these blog posts like I'm doing right now. (laughs) Uh, Well, at least you weren't like eight years in like I was when I started having to rewrite (laughs) hundreds of pieces of content. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm still working on it. So when people complain, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't get to complain because <laughs> you could, you could have my. Yeah, it's like you have this ongoing. It's just, and I think that's one thing too is like you're gonna have an ongoing list, so don't ever expect mm-hmm. anything to be like completed because it's not going to be. There's always gonna be something that you need to be working on. It's like the mail and the laundry; it never ends, literally never ends. So just expect that. Go into it knowing that. Yeah, I would definitely rather food blog than do laundry, though. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and the mail and deliver mail. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean nothing against. We love our mailman; he's amazing. But you know, like we're here for a reason. We're all creatives, and we love creating. So what is your next tip? So my next tip is to not expect people to understand what you're doing. So I think like in the beginning, I just wanted everybody to be on my team. And, you know, even like the people that are closest to you sometimes are just like, they see you spending all this time on it, and they really can't understand it. And they're not going to accept it. So I think that you have to be like tough enough and know that you want this bad enough to really be okay with people around you not accepting what you do. Like, especially now, I mean, I'm in year, like going into year two and I like 
have hardly any income. And I'm pretty sure like at this point, everybody's accepted that I'm crazy. So I'm okay with it now. <laughs> but like the first year people fought me so hard on it. Like, I, I don't think it was like out of malice. I think it was more that they were trying to protect me and like my time. And they just saw that it wasn't paying off. Like even like, it's really funny because like on podcasts, I always hear people are like, Oh, my husband's been so supportive. And I'm like, yeah, mine's not really like, (laughs) like he, I mean, he's just a realist and he's like, why he just wonders sometimes like why I'm spending so much time doing it. But in the beginning, I really like, it was super important for me to make him understand. And like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't really care if he understands it. Like he doesn't fight me on it anymore. So I'm like, you know, I just try and balance my time, like when I'm with him and not always be on my computer screen and just realize that like, not everybody is going to understand that it's like, people are designed to like seek safety. And like, that's why people are like, usually like employees. And I just feel like maybe they're trying to protect you more than hurt you, but it can still be like exhausting for that pushback all the time. Oh, it is so true. The resistance can be more exhausting than it's worth. Yeah. And just knowing that it comes from a place of love most of the time, like with your husband and most partners or spouses, I think do resist it a little if they don't know it, because it's a really hard thing to understand unless you are in it and you have the vision for it. And you do. Yeah. Many of us do have the vision, but it's it's nearly impossible to relay that vision to another person. Yeah. And it's like so fun to talk to somebody who like actually does yes. it because I'm like, yes. last night I was like thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I get to talk to somebody for like almost a whole hour about food blogging that yeah. actually wants to talk about it for the first time <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know. It's exciting to talk to food bloggers. I So we have like a 90 minute mastermind call every Monday and I get excited to yeah. log on to Zoom and chat about food blogging because it's not common in my world. Like even my yeah. husband who we've, I mean, I've been blogging for 13 years now. And so he he knows like what I do, yeah. but it's not the same. Like he's not a blogger. So we can't talk about it in the same way, which seems crazy, right? Like he's been around it for 13 years. I know. I know. But it's, it's like, you think about that, like from any industry though, like my husband's a plumber, right? Like he, he does, he's like a plumbing contractor. He does labor. And like, I don't know what he does all day. And like, I don't really want to know. So like, I try and be like, like, okay, like he doesn't really care what I do and I don't really care what he does. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it's like, you can't be mad at somebody for not understanding like exactly what you do. Like it's okay. Yeah. It's not just food blogging and we have to keep that in mind too. Like, have you ever been at a party or somewhere and you're like, oh, like what do you do? And they start explaining what they do and you just have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) So it's not just us. So we need to like, you know, we often think that, oh, nobody understands food blogging and how offensive that might be. But actually like, I I don't understand what people do a lot of the time. Like, oh, I'm in tech and I transfer the data for it. Like, okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I think it's like just okay. It's like, okay, it's it's fine that they don't understand. Yes, exactly. Just let it go. Because resisting things always makes life more difficult. So just just go with it. Like you don't need to understand. That's fine. I have a vision and I'm gonna run with it. Exactly. And if it's important to you, like you don't have to tell everybody every step of your journey, right? Like you just, just do it. Like, just don't worry about telling people, just do what you need to do. I think that's the most important thing. Oh, love this one so much. I could talk forever about that. Okay. What is your last tip, Tara? Yeah. So my last tip is this is a business. So 
It's like if you started a coffee shop today, you know, the line outside isn't going to be as long as Starbucks. You've got to, it takes time and you have to be consistent and patient. And I think that either you can enjoy the process when you're doing it, or you can get stressed out and burn out and eventually not do it. So I think it's really important just to take one day at a time and, you know, be happy building something that you're proud of. Like when I go back and look at my blog, like it's just, it's so cool how it's evolved. And like, I look at those first posts and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the food photography was horrible. The post was horrible. Like everything about it. Like, it's just, sometimes it's hard like to see yourself getting better each day. But if you go back a few months or so, like you can definitely see like the evolution. So I think it's just important to just focus on that. And, you know, just remember, it's going to take time. Like I saw a picture of Martha Stewart from like the nineties in her kitchen. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like how cool would that be? If like in 30 Mm. years I can look back and like see these videos, I mean, they might be like super cringy, but it's just, it's such a cool thing to be able to look back and like, just remember like you're building something like even like our blogs, like we're able, like our kids can cook off of those when they get old. Like it's just, it's such a cool thing to be able to create. And I think that we just need to look at it like that rather than being like, so money driven. And that's going to come like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, when the money comes, the money will come. Like, I'm not going to, you know, just focus entirely on that. When you take the pressure off, sometimes things happen more quickly that can actually accelerate your progress. I think it's absolutely really smart. Like you are doing it a really smart way because it's so easy to be like, where is it? Where's my money? Yeah. And I was like that the first year, the first year I was so stressed because my husband was like on my back about it, like about, you know, trying to like really justify what I was doing. And it was so stressful. And now at this point, like, I just don't think he thinks I'm ever going to make money. So it's actually a lot easier (laughs) on me. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it when I want now. (laughs) Just wait until you're raking in the thousands and thousands a month. And he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah. (laughs) And then what you were saying, I wrote down legacy. So instead of seeing it as like, this has to make money now or soon, Think of it more as a legacy mindset. Like I'm leaving, I'm paving this path and leaving behind this amazing content that I'm creating for kids or relatives or, you know, like random users. And that will never go away. That will never change. And that's so cool. And I think that mindset frees you from being, just putting so much pressure on the money. Yeah. And that's definitely like one of the reasons why I got started too. Like I felt like, like my family, like we just like don't have a lot of family recipes. I get so jealous of like, especially like when people are like, you know, they have like this, these authentic recipes, like that have been handed down generations. And I'm like, we like literally don't have any of that. Like we have a potato salad recipe that we all make. And I'm pretty sure I've changed it like four times already. So (laughs) I'm like, I just feel like it's so important to have those recipes to be able to hand down to your kids. And I'm like, we didn't, our family just did not do that. So I'm like, now I'll be able to leave that to them. Oh, and that's so cool to be able to do that. Okay. I could probably keep on talking to you for hours, Tara, but I suppose we have to like start wrapping up. Is there anything we've missed within your points that you want to mention before we start saying goodbye? I don't think so. I think we got everything. What point do you think is the most important? I would say for me, it was probably just not to expect people to understand what we're doing. I think that I had so much pushback in the beginning that that was really like the biggest resistance for me. Everything else kind of came along just 
But I think it just depends on who you are, like what your background is. Because I've like came from from an entrepreneurship type background, I think that I was open to a lot of other things. But I would definitely say like the resistance was the hardest. Mm. Yeah, I think of all the ones you talked about, that's probably the hardest one to nail. But if we release that, we'll feel the most freedom, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. This was such a cool conversation. I think we should do a part two. If you have like six more, we can continue. Oh my gosh. Another I'm sure I can think of them. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think, yeah, I think that would be amazing. Well, thank you, yeah. Tara, so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure to connect with you and chat with you. So we appreciate everything you've shared today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to end with? Yeah. So this kind of goes along with the don't expect people to understand. And I'm not calling, I don't want to like call my husband small minded. I'm not talking about him in general, but Steve Harvey has a quote that says the best way to ruin a big dream is to tell small minded people. Mm. So anytime that I get any kind of pushback, I always try and remember that a lot of times people like even they'll say like, if you, you know, when you tell them about their food blog, they'll say things like it's cute or like yeah, they don't so many times. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, at this point I call it a recipe website because I just feel like it's easier for people to understand than a food blog. But I really do like think that quote is so true. And I always, anytime that anybody gives me any pushback, I always think about that and it really helps me to keep moving. Yeah. That's so important. I still don't talk about a lot of the projects I do, even with trusted peers because I just can't handle that like the small mindedness comes out in in everyone sometimes and it's not worth it sometimes it's like you know what I'm going to keep this under my hat I'm just going to keep it a little secret between me and me and then I'll release it when I feel like it's right but I love ending with that yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll put together a show notes page for you, Tara. So if you want to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash simply made eats. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm um, at simply made eats on like pretty much every platform except for Instagram, which is annoying. So I'm simply underscore made underscore eats because <laughs> it was already taken. Aww, that's all right. But everywhere else, you can find me at simply made eats. All right. So go check Tara out. I was just looking at your blog. It's beautiful. Thank so you. Look at it. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.